Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jay Kirschman, and really excited to we've got Jeff Webb from uh, the NHL and Sportsnet, the Director of Integrated Sales. So Jeff, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Jake. Yeah, excited to do this. Excited. What's, sure. you're, you're, you're in Canada. You're, in, you're operating out of Toronto. And so, you know, I, I got to ask uh, to break yeah. the ice a little bit, no pun intended. What's the coldest temperature you've gone to work in? Oh, dear. Uh, it's <laughs> funny. We were, I was in conversation with a friend who lives in, uh, in Raleigh, and uh, his wife was saying that she wanted a, a Canada goose jacket. And I said, you have zero purpose for a Canada goose jacket <laughs> in, in North, North Carolina. It would never come out of your closet. So I said, I think the coldest, uh, the coldest I've gone out is probably somewhere in the minus 30 range to, uh, to work. Um, and in those situations, it's usually, you don't even really worry about how you look. It's probably into the office with the same winter boots and, uh, and the can, and that's definitely when the Canada goose jacket comes out. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, we have a tendency to have those big dips and then in the summertime it can, it can get, you know, pretty hot and sticky as well. Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, I experienced one day in Indiana when I was working at Purdue where it was negative 41 and uh, you guys are probably pros at it and you, you know, you just know how to dress. I don't think there was a piece of skin that was showing. Uh, I was wrapped in everything possible that I owned. So, um, you know, I definitely will take, have to take a page uh, out of your book at some point with, with, with that, but give us a, give us a quick roadmap as to how you got to where you are now. And, and ultimately, um, you know, to your point, what was kind of those deciding factors that have then helped you get to where you are now? I've always, uh, I've always, I always wanted to be uh, in sport. I, my, my original entry into the career was uh, in, it was just media sales. Uh, so I sold advertising uh, for networks here in Canada. That was basically uh, U S programming that we sell up here. So, you know, partnerships with NBC, with Fox, uh, CBS, we, you know, Canadian companies go there and buy, you know, buy U.S. programming and we sell it up here. It was, it's good, but it, it didn't really offer the opportunity to really work with clients on a, you know, sort of sponsorship in, in an integration. Uh, so I, uh, I had the opportunity to leave at one point and go to CBC, which is a Canadian broadcasting uh, corporation here in Canada. And uh, Scott Moore, who was uh, a mentor of mine at the time, was the head of CBC Sports. Uh, and CBC at that point had a pretty good um, uh, portfolio of sports. So it, it, I, I jumped at the opportunity to work on Olympics. Uh, at that point, CBC was the rights holder for the FIFA. Uh, soccer was just sort of starting to you know, take off. That was pre, pre like TFC MLS uh, soccer, but it was still getting right, very popular. And then they also had Hockey Night in Canada, which is, you know, North America's oldest running sports uh, broadcast. So, um, you know, I made the jump over to CBC and and uh, had a, 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 a ton of learning going through all those different uh, programs and working on Olympics and selling that and the excitement around uh, the, the Olympics and FIFA was was really eye opening and, and working with clients on so many different uh, things was, was great. And then, you know, things kind of really came to a screeching halt pretty quick when the NHL decided to partner with uh, Rogers uh, and, 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 and Rogers bought the NHL rights, the national NHL rights um, to, you know, hockey in Canada and, and, and everything else. So uh, that was right after the Sochi games in 2014. So I got to work on the Sochi games and then, uh, and then I got a call and asked if I would want to come over and help start the program at, uh, at Sportsnet. 
and how we were going to sell and, and, and work with our clients uh, with, with the NHL rights now moving over to Rogers. So that's where I am today. I'm the director, like as you mentioned, director of sales and, and sports uh, and integration for Sportsnet. Uh, and yeah, we work on all the NHL programming as well as uh, work with the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Sportsnet's owned by Rogers Communication, which is a fantastic company, but they own the Toronto Blue Jays here. They also own the building. So we have you know, work on MLB, Blue Jays, NBA, uh, the Toronto Raptors, uh, hockey, uh, and some other programs with curling, WWE. So uh, very fortunate to have uh, a wide range of really successful sports brands here in Canada that we get to touch and work with every day with uh, some fabulous clients. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really lucky to be where I am and and really enjoy every day coming into work and working with, well, not coming to work right now, um, but working with the great group of people at Sportsnet and, and our clients. Yeah. So you, you think about, you know, the, the media landscape, it's so complex. There's so many moving parts and to your point, it's ever changing, right. With, and depending on who holds the rights and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. You know, in terms of integrated sales, it's such a, a niche term, right. And, for those who are listening, you know, can you give us kind of a brief overview of just what integrated sales mean? Just as, you know, just as if you were in integrated marketing, right? There's yeah. um, kind of just explain what it all encompasses and then I'll, and then I'll kick it to John. Yeah, it's just fun. It, 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 and that's the biggest piece. It is ever changing, right? Like when I worked on, when, on some of those Olympics, uh, you know, not that long ago, you think about there wasn't even a, a thing called like an iPad. Mm-hmm. And you think about how much everything has changed. So integrated really means uh, like anything that we're integrating into the program. So, you know, that could be content that we create with our partners. So we do, you know, we do spots where we, we produce like stories with NHL players. You know, we've got great partnerships with like an FCA and Ram that we do, you know, we'll do interviews with NHL players in the summertime and talk about their career. Then that will air in our broadcast during the winter uh, there's licensing deals, so we have partnerships with, uh, with you know, different restaurants here that use the you know use our marks and the Hockey Night in Canada uh, logo in the restaurants to help move product. Uh, we've got podcasts, so we you know we've got uh, ways to integrate our brands into into podcasts, um, and then obviously the 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 change in digital and social continues to evolve. So, you know, working with like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram on on how we then, you know, take our content and share it on their channels. Um, so when we say integrated, it's, it's, it's really anything outside of the traditional, just tried and true 30 second spot that, you know, you know, tells you about, you know, all the benefits of a, you know, Chevy Silverado or, you know, a GMC truck, things like that. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's, 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 uh, but again, it's ever evolving. It's always changing. Yeah, I think, you know, we talk about it as a team, as a sales team, like there's really no, there's really no roadmap to changing and evolving your, your personal self. We talk about it a lot as a group, but I also say the same note, like there's no, I can't hand you a pamphlet. Like it's not like an Ikea bookcase that you put together and it. So really the, the idea, you know, going back to school is, you know, is, is, you know, one challenging yourself and, and really, you know, really, you know, putting your, your nose to the grind and, and learning about the business in a different way. And, 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 you know, a temple, the, the, one of the true values is, is, uh, is the people that you, you know, you go to school with, right. Uh, as we're, as we're navigating through, you know, this unprecedented time and, and how much it's impacted sport in particular, you know, having those conversations with classmates from, 
you know, that you, you know, that are all working in the industry are, are um, incredibly valuable. Uh, you know, I've got friends that work at the NFL, friends that work at other sports networks, uh, friends that work at, you know, at American universities. It's, you know, how are you, how are you guys managing it? How are you dealing with it? You know, what do you guys, what, what do you see the, the, the stadium experience going to be like once, once fans are allowed back into buildings, um, share with me what you're thinking. And then I take that learning and I share it back with, with the team. Right. So it's, it's, um, it, that ability to, you know, really get up, think about, think about your business and how you can help your clients. And then, and then utilizing all the assets around you that, are there to to help you broaden your knowledge base, uh, and Temple with that the 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 class that I was with have some very smart minds that have been in the business for a long time that have experienced a whole plethora of different things that that they rely on now to help them get them through the challenges that we're in right now. How do you utilize Jeff in in terms of you know we truly call it the sport and entertainment industry right there is you know, the pop culture piece, the entertainment, the concerts, the this, the that. Um, how do you utilize, you know, what you're able to learn from a variety of industries as opposed to, you know, just your partners over at MLB or just, you know, the NBA? Obviously, there's a lot of similarities, but sometimes the best ideas come from the ones that are, are outside of, of the people who are, you know, doing similar things to you guys. 100%. Um, and we, and again, yeah, it's a big topic is, you know, uh, well, as, you know, especially right now, um, I'll get into some other examples, but it's, you know, Bundesliga starts tomorrow, uh, the, the German soccer league, um, and UFC started last Saturday. So, you know, from a, from a sports perspective, like how are they doing it? What's the testing going to look like? How are they keeping the players safe? Will they be able to get soccer off the ground without having a, you know, a spike in cases and how does that help sports in North America in the next few weeks? So there's always learnings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, overseas, especially now when they're a couple of weeks ahead of this in terms of the, the curve and flattening the curve uh, with COVID. But, you know, there's always places, you know, we're always looking to, you know, those sort of say cherry pick um, opportunities. Uh, I was watching uh, one of the one of the teammates of mine shared uh, uh, an integration that Papa John's is doing with the class of 2020. It's an integration with CNN. And we talked about how the music from Papa John's went through the commercial mm-hmm. and then rolled through into uh, the segment on CNN uh, and just those little subtle things about how you can continue to roll that message through even in news programming. And how can we, you know, how can we utilize that in some of the creative that we're trying to build out? Um, you know, looking at, you know, looking at some things overseas, uh, some podcasts uh, that they do on YouTube uh, around a bar and how we're utilizing that potentially with some, some of our uh, partners with uh, brewery partners. Uh, there's, there's literally, you're totally right, Jake. Um, lots of great examples of different things that are happening that aren't necessarily in sport, but can be, you know, can be applied to sport um, all the time. So we're constantly sort of scouring and looking and clipping different pieces that, uh, you know, that that work that that could work well here in Canada. Uh, YouTube YouTube did a great integration with uh, the World Series a few years ago. And basically, made it look like there was a live commercial in play. And Joe Buck would call it out and then they would roll basically out of, you know, out of your TV room back onto, you know, back in the field in Dodger Stadium. And then we thought it was brilliant. Uh, they did it with the NBA as well. And we've implemented that into some of our programming, did a partnership with Visa on the same thing uh, in the playoff, NHL playoffs uh, last year that went off like uh, went off amazingly. And, you know, it's you're doing stuff right when you have other clients call and say, 
why didn't we see that? <laughs> We'd love to, you know, why didn't we see that? Oh, well, it was an idea that we came up specifically with, with Visa, but we're happy to right. come up with, you know, with an idea for sure. We we decided, uh, and it's it's something that we're going to continue to implement. Um, and we did it before, but when we first, the last day when we knew we were sort of being sent home, we really just sort of said we're not going to be a, we're not going to be another pain point for our clients. We understand that they were going through, you know, some serious. Everyone was affected, some serious challenges. Whether you know some more than others, and some are thriving. Um, but we wanted to make sure that we weren't going to be a pain point for our clients. So. Uh, we basically took up the, the the saying of a client first approach, whatever worked best for the client at the time we were going to help them do, whether that was helping them get out of inventory that they had, you know, originally purchased and couldn't, and just couldn't be on air right now or help them with content production or um, different messaging that they needed to get out in the marketplace. We worked with Labatt or Budweiser to help get some messaging out for them around how they were changing some of their, you know, their methods of brewery, brewing beer, they were, they stopped brewing beer and they were brewing hand sanitizer, you know, sanitizer. So how can we help? We'll, we'll help get that message out. So we really just focus in our messaging to our clients has been, we, we want to be a, we want to be a, a place that we can provide solutions, but we're definitely not going to be a pain point for you through all of this. Jeff, as, as you see the media landscape changing, you know, it's going to exponentially increase. But when, when you think about the rights space, uh, you mentioned that earlier in the episode about, mm-hmm. you know, the rights to this or, or who owns the rights to that. Can you give us a brief explanation for our listeners as to truly how rights work and what they mean, right? When, when you say someone has the media rights, what does that truly mean? Yeah. And you, you think about it now and, and, and you look at the, there's a the reason why these leagues are trying to, they're clamoring to get back on and, and without even fans is, is because the media rights that, 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 that the media companies pay to air, you know, whether it's NHL or, or major league baseball are, are significant. So getting stuff back on the air means for the leagues that they, they get the revenue stream back that currently is pretty stagnant without playing professional sports, but the rights basically, you know, the, it allows the broadcaster or the media company the ability to work with the the league and the and the teams on a much more a much closer basis. So um, it it also gives the it also gives the broadcaster or you know digital player the exclusive rights to certain days or nights of the week, um, which then obviously help with your you know with your audiences and in how you're delivering uh, you know messages to for your for your client or for your customers. So the rights in itself are. Um, very complex um, and continue to, to continue to get complex as you look at the, you know, the increase of digital and social and partnerships that like MLB's done with Facebook uh, over the last couple of years. And then they, uh, and then, and then, you know, the, in, in, you know, it increases with how Twitter's working and, and things like that, how they're sharing the content. So broadcasters and media and other media companies are really, trying to lock down as much of those rights as they possibly can. So that gives them the, it gives them the leverage to work with brands um, that want to be in sport on a much, uh, much closer level. We have a, a very good working relationship with, with all of the, uh, with all of the leagues. And we're constantly in communication on what clients they're working with, what clients we're working with, you know, and obviously the league partners that have that buy the rights have, uh, exclusive things that they can say and do with teams and leagues that other brands that aren't can't. 
Uh, and those that, you know, you, you, you definitely have to adhere to, to those rules and regs. So if, you know, if Honda is an NHL partner, uh, as the as the official auto, then you know how you work with a GM or a Ford is 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 much more limited in what you can can and can't do. Uh, those rights are protected for uh, for Honda, uh, and so we we play pay very close attention to that. Yeah, you know what's it's interesting, and we were talking you know talking about this as a group. I'm like, if we can manage our way through what we've just gone through. And, you know, keep the business afloat and start to push ahead, then I think anything's really possible because uh, everything was basically turned upside down. And like, you know, figure when the, when the NBA was, you know, suspended the league by the by about three o'clock the next day, uh, every every league, both MLB and NHL had suspended. So we, you know, went through massive change in, in literally hours. And so the amount of communication we've done while working from home, um, I think shows that there's definitely possibilities for people to succeed while not being entirely in the office. Do I think that they should never walk through the doors again? No, I, I don't think that. I think we need that, that face-to-face interaction uh, from time to time. But yeah, so I would definitely be open to if there's a talented, you know, if there's a talent, you know, someone in the Western part of Canada or even in the U S that, you know, that could help us out with sales, with different brands, I would be 100% open to listening and hearing about that and then connecting with them face-to-face, you know, a couple times a quarter would, would probably make sense uh, outside of just, you know, your face-to-face conversations through, you know, through Zoom or through, you know, uh, Microsoft Teams or whatever, you know, whatever technology you're using. But I definitely think that this is put that kind of thought process on fast forward for sure. Yeah, Jeff, I think about the beginning of our conversation when I asked you about what was the coldest day that you've ever had when you had to go to work. And look, if someone doesn't want to deal with snow, right, Toronto is probably not a place to live. Um, or, or if they, you know, if they don't want to deal with the cold weather or maybe it's too far away or whatever the case is. So to John's point, it's a really interesting one in that you know, if you are, in, you know, do you get ingrained in the culture for a couple of months and then you go back to wherever you're from? If that if that made you stay longer and you're able to develop people uh, longer, you know, to where they stayed, you know, longer, um, et cetera, from a development perspective. Thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I, I would. Yeah, I, I tend to be uh, I try to be as open minded to to everything, because I think if you if you sort of you, you close your you close your eyes to a few things, even though right at, you know, at the very beginning, it may not seem so comfortable. You, you could be losing out on, on possibility. So if, if, and especially if this is the way that, if this is the way, you know, the way that we continue to work and move forward that, like I said, yeah, like if, if we found a talented person who, you know, um, you know, ends up being from Seattle and, and for whatever reason, you know, has a great contact list in, in, in the Vancouver area in the Western part, uh, because of what they've done in the in their past life, and it's definitely something that would be, you know, would be of interest for sure. As you what uh, you know what go ahead go ahead. Now, as, as you think about your, you know, experience doing school remotely, right, and mm-hmm. um, the experience that you had to then increase your education, increase your contacts, your networks. What is something that you learned that the rest of the industry and the rest of people who are either going to school online can, can learn from you in the sense of communicating virtually, you know, to your point, I think we've all learned how to do that right. You know, by now, but there's, there's always that, 
how do I get better at this um, thought? And, and do you have any lessons learned from, you know, the online learning world that those in the industry could take from you? Learning is you just, you want to be concise and organized in terms of what you're, you know, what you're trying to get across. Cause you know that other people on the other end are, there's many different distractions in place now than, than there were before. Right. Sitting in a boardroom and doing a conversation one-to-one is, or in a group setting, you can sort of read people's faces face to face. It's it's a lot harder to do that uh, on Zoom calls. Um, as as we wrap up the episode, I'll, I'll ask you one last thing. You know, in that um, the perspectives that you gain, like you said, and and the variety of aspects of the industry. Um, at some point, when you're starting out, you just don't know what you don't know, right? And the only way to get exposed to it is to either go to school or or talk to different people in those areas. But even even then. You know, if you said, hey, who do you know in media? Yeah. Well, media is such a vague term, right? There's so many different um, spokes to the business. Uh, you get almost that deeper understanding. So when you think about um, the, the different aspects that you learned about, how did how did it change your perspective on the business it, that um, you're currently in? It It's a good question. I think from my perspective, it, it just it just reaffirmed the fact that, you know, what the the where I started in my career, like just sort of selling the tried and true 30 second spot and, you know, and working with agencies is like just one little piece of it now. And, and, and the, the changes in the marketplace and what's going on on the social and digital sides and how people are consuming sport. Like, you know, the COVID thing is, is, is put like over OTT on like a, just a, a it's like shot it out of a cannon. Right. So you know, how people are going to consume media now, whether it's sport or non-sport is going to completely fundamentally change because of the changes that have happened in, in sport or with COVID. Right. So it's, it's, it's that piece. That's really interesting where I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of it anymore. I'm not afraid to be like, I I don't feel like I'm just one dimensional. I'm not afraid to, you know, to, I'm proud of the fact that I went to school and, and, and learned different parts of the business. So I'm not afraid of all the changes that are happening to media because I know my, my skill set has changed and my, I'm just more diverse in what I know and how I can work within the business. I, I, I was always, af- you're always afraid, right? You're oh, always afraid. Awesome. You're always, Jeff, like, are, you're just going, the business is always changing no, yeah. so much. You're like, geez, I just don't want to, I don't want to be sitting idly by and watch it pass me by. And I don't feel like that anymore. There's, there's so many parts mm. of the industry that can just move around you and you wouldn't even know it. Right. And so uh, it's a great point. And, and I want to thank you for taking the time to join John and 